All right, welcome back, everyone. This is the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. He is Gordon. Lots to talk about today, Gordon, in the running world. Going to recap a whole bunch of meats. You discovered a new Coca-Cola flavor as well, too. Yes, not sponsored by Coca-Cola, but I found it in the fridge right here. So my name is Coca-Cola Rosalia. 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 Yep. Tastes awful, but you know you gotta get some caffeine in you. I do not recommend it. Sorry for ever gonna get the sponsorship. I don't think Coca-Cola. Wow, to the you podcast. really blew that. I know, but it's not good. Zero sugar. That's cool and all, but this is not me. Not for me. So. Check it out for yourself. Not a good Coke. <laughs> that was it? That That's was all I, I got to say about that. I thought you were going to have some inspired words. I don't know, man. I'm so also in a good mood. You don't prefer the flavor is what you're I don't saying. prefer the flavor. Yeah, the flavor, yeah. it's like a weird flavor. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, we're going to talk Doha. That was on Friday. We'll also talk about the meets that happened this weekend, the track fest in L.A., and then there was the Atlanta City Games, the street meet out in Atlanta with Noah Lyles and some other super stars. Where do you want to start? Well, some people were saying I was going to be doing this podcast with the Sixers being swept by the Celtics. No, I said the possibility existed. But yeah. that wasn't a possibility for long because they literally won the first game exactly. of the series. Exactly. And so. so what I'm saying is Sixers, Celtics, tie 2-2, yeah. three games to go, probably only two because we're going to win in six. I just want to let you know that Gordon's lifelong dream of seeing a Sixers championship while doing his podcast is still alive. Still alive. And I've said I joined FlowTrack in 2014. The year the Sixers signed Joel Embiid. It's now oh, been 10 years. I didn't realize the connection. Or nine years. I mean, it's, it, it makes sense. Like, this is the point. This is a culmination. I joined Flow Track in 2014. Joel Embiid joined Sixers in 2014. We have a wild nine years, and it's coming to uh, the climactic point this week. If anybody wonders why I'm in the ridiculous position of cheering for a Boston sports team, this is why. This is exactly why I'm having to listen to this. Do you want to start with Doha? Yeah, start or do you Doha. want to start with the more recent stuff? Doha? Okay. Yeah, start Doha. Go, go to Doha on Friday, kickoff of the Diamond League. The fields are really good, top to bottom. You got a lot of good one-on-one and even like three or four people in these races where you could see it being world championships or good races that you'd see be instrumental in determining the, the pecking order for, for the U.S. team going into the, the world champion – or sorry, the, the, the U.S. championships. But let's start with the – the women's 100, that one got the most headlines. Then we'll go to the men's, too. Shakira Richardson sets the world lead, uh, runs 10-7-6 to beat Sharika Jackson. I thought what was most interesting watching this one is just how strong she came on later on in the race, especially compared to Jackson, who's a 200-meter runner, one of the fastest 200-meter runners of all time. She was able to make up ground and, and get the win, and 1076 is a is a really good time. I know we're always drawn now to the to the 10 fives and the idea of that world record potentially getting broken by some of the, the big names like Fraser Price and Elaine Thompson or all. But if you look, this was Richardson's fastest win legal time in a couple of years. It, it had been a while since she had run this fast, and it goes up there with some of her best best marks ever. So a great run for her. I mean, the field was solid behind with Asher Smith and, and Tanisha Terry. Right now, I think you have to. If you're redoing the top 10 every week, we started with her out of the top 10, now in the top 10. Now she's moving up top five, top three at this point. I think you could you could arguably consider and say that this race, this win, is Sha'Carri Richardson's most impressive win of her career. More impressive than her NCAA win when she broke the NCAA mm-hmm. record and at in Austin, Texas, more impressive than all of her heavy wind aided low 10, 10 mid 10 sixes mm. better than her trials. Olympic trials win because 
beating the being the best American is not the same thing as beating some of the best international athletes. And Sharika Jackson and Dina Asher Smith are not like low tier international competition. Those both of those women you can see having you can envision having them a, a medal around their neck in the hundred meter dash and Jackson, or two hundred. Yeah, they have medals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they <laughs> have it. Well, in twenty twenty three, and if if Sherry can beat Jackson and Asher Smith, yeah, you're like okay, who else out there? can beat her mm-hmm. and you think all right obviously shelly ann and then is that is that the list right now based on what we've seen form wise yeah like i'm not writing off elaine thompson her but if i was doing the rankings right now you'd have to put richardson up there like it would have to be fraser price and then her you already have a head-to-head yeah. win over jackson and jackson had the old world lead so it's it's not to say in a month or two months it's going to be the same thing and there's going to be tougher tests to come. But right now, based on the resumes of 2023, but and 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 going back a little bit to, to 2022 and Fraser Price's history too, you'd have to keep her up there. But yeah, but I would argue that in 2021, which was Shakari's best year, yeah, she never had the dominant wins over the competition she was going to eventually face at the Olympics. Right. Correct. Correct. And there's this whole idea of competing internationally yeah. versus competing internationally versus competing in the U.S. And I know that's a different. For some athletes, it's more of a big deal than others. I remember I heard Trayvon Bromel a couple of years ago talk about being able to succeed in international meets and not just U.S. meets and, and the adjustment that it takes. So there's that element too. Going on the road, not that everybody was from Doha in this race, but go, getting out of the United States and, and beating two medalists is big. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, because obviously Shakira's story has a lot of like highs and lows. She has, you know, a ph- phenomenal wind-dated race in the in the rain. Then she kind of loses to Kayla White in a two hundred. You're like, which one is this? But this is the one that I think is we're most likely going to get the rest of 2023, where she's beating, she's beating the the world. She's beating the people outside of Shelly Ann. Yeah. And being the best not named Shelly Ann is a very impressive thing, in my opinion, because Shelly Ann is an all-time great. Uh, I can't wait till we get to see them match up. Do you know when we might get to see them? Do you think we're going to have to wait until World Championship final before we actually see Shelly Ann and Shikari? Well, you might because pre is after yeah. the World Championships this year. They're both scheduled to run in Nairobi, but I think Richardson's going to be in the two and Fraser Price is going to be in the one. We also need to remember, though, Shrika Jackson's not going away. Shrika no. Jackson, Shrika She's Jackson's still fine. She's at 1085. Right. So she was what? A, less than a tenth behind? Yeah. If you just take – like, Almost a tenth ahead of Asher Smith. Asher Smith. Yeah. If you take the names out of it and you say, hey, two people are racing against each other in a meet in the beginning of May in the 100. They're separated by a tenth. Would you be shocked if the result changes when they race again in August? You'd say no. No, Absolutely yeah. not. But because it is Richardson, everybody was waiting for her to, to put it together in a big race like this. It stands out even more. But there is a long way to go. Yes, for sure. And we can still see the Jamaica sweep that going into 2023 was the favorite. We just still, though, we still, though, have, uh, I can't believe I forgot her name. Oh, my goodness. You're talking about U.S. or Jamaica? No. Jamaica? Neither. Oh, my God. Are you talking about the Women's 100? Yeah. Which? Texas. Oh, Julian Alford? Yeah, Alford. Oh, okay. my God. I'm, I apologize, Julian. 
she's also, I think, can low-key yeah, be yeah. A, a wild card to be like, hey, we're talking about Jamaica and Shakari and really Julian Alford's like, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's hiding. When in- she runs like 10-6 in Texas in, in June, yeah. <laughs> which I think she might do. Yeah, if she does that, everybody's going to stop. Just hope the win stays legal. But Hobbs ran well this weekend at Atlanta City game. She's been doing well too. Yeah, you want to see more from, from the Jamaica group, but – they're all veterans at this point, too, so they don't need to win early season as much. I think they will be content, get on the team. Some of them already have buys in one or both of the events, or one of the events, and then do their work before Budapest and, and get sharp when the time's right. Because it really is. We're three months still yeah, from World Championships. And I think I'm kind of hoping it'll be kind of fun if it happens this way, if Shikari does a the just as a classic good race, bad race, good race, bad race. So she's bound to have a bad race in Nairobi and then a good race and a bad race. Like, mm-hmm. well, I, I think, think she's going to be good. And she's going to be like, all right, hopefully the good race overlaps with the uh, world championship final. I would pay more attention to the 100 meter results than the 200 results. True. Like if she's running true. the 200 in Nairobi. It's just, it's just different. And, and I, I think I mean, Jackson is going to be better in the two than in the one. Fred Price better in the one than the two. Thompson Rock could, could go either way. Just something to keep in mind. Um, and you look at the U.S. side. I mean, I guess it's just Richardson and Hobbs right now, right? We're waiting for a third person to separate from the group. There's a lot of potential candidates, but those look like the two. But again, it's still it's two months until USA's even. There, there's so much that can change between yeah, now and then. Terry run 11.07 wasn't really – like very separated from Richardson. Melissa Jefferson, U.S. champ, yeah. was seventh in this race, around 11.19. But both of those women could get back into it in, in two months. Yeah. It's, it's still real They still could, real but like they're kind of far away to get back in. Like it's like they let a lot But of if, you're just, if you're looking away. for top three, though, I mean, listen, I think if, if Richardson runs 10.6, she's going to be fine. Yeah. There's not no, gonna be, no, not. no one is going to be able to, to get her, I don't think. But we're talking about top three, or we're talking about if, if she moves back towards the pack and runs – 10-7 high or 10-8, then there's a lot of people who I'm not talking about this, that Richardson doesn't get top three. I'm more talking about, is there a third American that can make a world final the way we can look at Richardson now and Hobbs is making a world final? Yeah, I think that one's still TBD. Yeah. But I think there's a lot more answers than they had last year at this point of the season. Last year, there was a little more up in the air about who it would, who it would be. Now, there's at least two candidates on the women's side for people who could get in the final and make some noise. I, I, I just want to see I want to see more Thompson Hurrah, particularly in the hundred, and then I want to see how Fraser Price yeah. opens up. Because again, you you could be like a situation where Richardson, Richardson or Julian Alfred in the next couple of weeks is turning in the best hundred meter performances in the world. Can't believe I forgot Julian Alfred's name. I apologize, Julian. Oh. Uh, folks in the chat say Tamari Davis is the third American, ten point eight nine this year. She's in the mix. Yeah. Just her the experience, though, you kind of wouldn't think it's going to be a, a Terry or Jefferson. But, yeah. Or, dare I say it, the ultimate experience. Oh, Janet Daniels? Janet Daniels. All she does is what? All she does is make teams. That's right. All right, the 200. Except did she didn't make, te- she didn't make the team last year, though. Well, I know, but you like that. Yeah, it's a good bit, though. <laughs> yes, they committed to it. Um Men's two. That was an interesting race. Yeah. You were really pumped up about 150 meters in. I was. I was. <laughs> you were pumping your fist. I was up 3-1 in the series. Yeah, yeah. You were. I was like, this is it. This yeah. is my moment. Kenny B's going to get the win over Fred Curley and Fambule and DeGrasse and Norman. Mm-hmm. Norman. I guess, should we talk at the front of the race or yeah, the yeah, end yeah, of the yeah, race yeah. first? No, no. Talk about Kenny B and 
So yeah. Curly, Curly had a kick. Curly had a kick. <laughs> so they call him Fred Kickley. Let's not do that one again. That's not a t-shirt let's, slogan. Let's Fred pretend Kickley. we didn't have that one. But you rarely see kicks in 200. I did uh, that out, but, but we're But we live. saw it. I guess that's what happened when he puts on the A6 kit. A6, you know, they have, like, distance runners. Ah, so oh, I see. They're more kickers. Remember, the, uh, they had a really good 800 meter, Ryan Martin. Remember him? He could he, kick. He could kick. Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Baby. Him versus, who was the other guy? Oh. They had the a good big, back and forth. Charles Jock. Charles Jock. There's another guy, though. No, you're talking about Big West Conference. You're talking about Charles Jock, UC Irvine, Ryan uh, Martin, Ryan UC Martin, Santa yeah. Barbara. There's a UCLA kid, too. Oh, Corey Prim? Yeah, Corey Prim. Man. Great name. Going hard into Southern California 800 meter runners. <laughs> anyway. Restart that. Fred Curley. Has the kick in him because of the A6. Uh, but anyway, Ben Narek looked good. And I was like, woo, this is good. And then Curly, final 50, just was looked like he was prepared the whole time that he was going to be able to close that gap. And it looked effortlessly. It didn't look like he was straining to run into the 99s. Uh, ben Narek runs 2011. You know, the race looked faster than the result. Yeah, and maybe it's because the close looked like yeah. it was on, spe- on fast forward. I was kind of surprised. Wait, Kenny only ran 2011. It looked like Kenny at least ran like 19. I thought it was a good result for Kenny. You were more down on it. Yeah. Because you've thrown all your lot into him being the world champion. Which I still believe. Mm -hmm. Not letting go of that that ticket. I think this is fine for Kenny. I think this is a good step forward for him. I think Curly's going to be there in the 200. That's just the the situation that we're in. And I, I don't think, I don't know, it's still, it's still so early. You just want to see progress at this point. And this is better than his last one. Yeah. For sure. Michael Norman, though. It's time to have the Michael Norman conversation. I thought he would be awesome in the two. Me too. Because I, cause he's always been really good in the two. Exactly. It's been one of the untalked about uh, parts of U.S. sprinting. People don't want to talk about how good Michael Norman is in the two. Because <laughs> he was always 400, 400, 400. Yeah. And he'd, whenever he'd run a 200, it, was all, it, would be, it, would be, it would fluctuate between great and really good. Yeah. Because he, he would throw in – uh, against the best 200 meter runners in the world and be able to hold his own and, and even get some wins. This is his first bad one. And and it really surprised me because I thought, okay, if he's training more for the 100, he's going to get even better at the 200 because with his 400 meter training, perhaps wasn't as sharp for 200, couldn't take advantage of it. I just really never got going in this race. It was a complete non-factor. What did he run? 20.6. 20.6. Almost to the point where you just throw it out. You just figure, all right, maybe those, you know, issue with health or travel or something like that. So throw this one in the trash and then you just move on. Okay, so it's, if you're Norman. these are his last 200s. In 2022, he ran 19.8, 19.9, and 19.7. Yeah, he's really good in the 200. That's what I'm saying. I thought he was going to run this race and everybody was going to talk about him running the 200 at Worlds, not the 100. In 21 and 20, he did not run the 200. Look in 2019, he ran 19.8 and 19.7. Wasn't that where he 19, beat? 7, oh. He beat Lyles, right? Yeah, that's okay. 2019. In 2018, he, he was in college, so he's running a bunch of 20. But didn't he 20. run a 20. Then he ran a 19.8 at in Paris. Pac-12s. No, but didn't he run postseason again yeah. in Paris? He ran 19.84 at Pac-12s in 2018, then 19.84 in Paris, and 19.88 in Lausanne. Yeah. So there was this is his worst... 200 since yeah I, it's to the you don't even 2017 no wait outdoor he hasn't run this slow outdoors since wait a minute since 2016 july in the first round 
U.S. Of the U-20 World Championships. Yeah. Listen, that's what I'm saying. You just throw out the result at a certain point. And you say, all right, this is not this is not indicative of who he is. He ran like he was a U-20, 2016. You may, you may not be as optimistic as I am about Norman in the 200, but we all can agree that was not his no, yeah, full potential. Sure. He's going to get an opportunity. He's going to run well. Again, and I, and I think the 200 is going to be a better better path for him than the 100, even though the 200 is so competitive with Lyles and Knighton and Bidnerick. But I just think the 200 is more suited to what he's done before. He's shown a lot of consistency over the years in that event. 100, he's got a couple results here and there, but it's it's mostly been the 400, and then every time he jumps in the two, it's been good. So I was I was surprised. I thought he could potentially get get, get the win here and for sure no, no lower than three. Now, I don't want to – be all uh, negative Nancy on you. Yeah, don't. Don't. I'm still optimistic on Norman. But let's imagine, like, let's do a game theory at out. Uh, I don't know if that's the right phrase. Game theory? I just like saying it. sounds like I'm smart yeah, when I say should. game theory. There's a lot let's of just time. game theory this out. Uh, let's imagine that Michael Norman continues to do these twos and ones, right? He gets a little bit better, but he's never like breaking through to run at the elite 100 meter level he needs to be to actually medal at the 100 or medal at the 200. And he goes to the, he goes to USA's and he comes up short, gets fourth and yeah. one or both of the races, and then he basically makes his 400 meter debut in the first round at Worlds. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> if he's making his 400 meter debut at the first round at Worlds, he's fresh. He's fresh. Well, that, that that's hell, that's probably not good, right? Hell, the hell of a start. He'll be first round the curve. Yeah. So what's your question? That's well, not good? I feel like yeah, that's not ideal. That's not ideal because if he's doing that means is like, uh, I'm going to like my ex after failing all my old new relationships. I think that won't happen. I but think he has that. That's the plan though. If this all fails, no, but there's a month he's going to go to the four. There's a month in between. He'll get a quarter in. And I think he'll, he'll probably be able to see the writing on the wall before that. Maybe jump in a quarter before USA's. So, so he'll have at least one or two races. So that gets my point. If we see Shani Miller way about one world indoor title without okay. even running in, in her season debut. If we see Michael Norman run a quarter, is that him announcing to the world, "I'm not doing the hundred? Yeah, I think. So, if, or it's a hedge. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. if we see four hundred, we know like ooh, the four hundred is going to be tough. In and of itself, it's yeah. going to be hard to to win that thing. But I I always thought all along that the quarter was the better path path to win. Now maybe he's doing. Remember he did say. In that initial interview, it's it's about Paris. So this is just the year to kind of run through some things and see what. Wait, it's about Paris. Yeah, Olympics. I'm uh, uh, come on. Oh, so like he doesn't care about this entire year? No, no, no. I don't think he's. Man, I'm doing a lot of, of work here defending. No, you're saying like, oh, I'm I'm really trying to win Olympic gold in the hundred, not global gold in the hundred in 2023. Is what you're basically trying to say? No, I think what I think what it would mean in practical purposes is right now he's prioritizing a global gold in the hundred over a world championship 400 meter gold this year, and if it takes a rough patch this year to get used to the event, he wants to get the reps in so that way in Paris he can do the hundred. So he's basically purposely sitting the starters I don't know. in I don't game think two of a blowout to prepare for game three? I don't think he's – no, I don't think he's purposely doing any of this. I just think 
He's he's thinking on a two year trajectory, and he wants to get reps in so that way he can get should, UC event. You're, I, 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 I get what you're saying. Sport if you're thinking a two year, if it, today's an off year and there's no world championships, yeah. But there's a world championships. You be you should be focusing. But it's not like he's not on running. Being the best runner you've ever been in your entire life in August of 2023. It's not like he's not running though. He's just running an event where he probably has statistically lower odds to medal. But if that's what he wants to do, yeah. that's what he wants to do. I. I I'm, no, I'm, I, can, can you imagine coming off the track in Budapest and be like, yeah, you know, well, this was cool and all, but the, the real goal was always a year from now? That's ridiculous. This is The goal is listen, not a though, year from now. The goal is August 2023. Listen, though. this is Now, Curly did a really good job with it, so it didn't work out the same way. But, like, Curly hit his prime in the 100 that second year he was doing it, too. Now, he got the Olympic silver medal in his first year. Yeah. So, we don't really – obviously, we don't pay attention to it, but – he went up to gold for world champs. I mean, there's no doubt Curly was better in 2022 in the 100 than 2021. How do you think, you know, Budapest feels when Michael Norman is saying, like, yeah, you're not that important to me? I, I, it's not that he doesn't think there's – it's important. It's just I, he wants to run this event. He wants – and the only way you're going to run the event at you a high gotta, level is you've got to get the reps in. you got to go running. through the, the trenches. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So that's it, – it's not a short-term play. It's a long-term play. Now, maybe, maybe it won't work, but he's at least willing to try to take the play. Like, tr- try to make the yeah, move. Yeah, yeah. So – Okay, uh, that was the men's 200. What else we got? Men's 3,000 was fast. It's done 20 minutes on two races. It's good. That's what people tune in to do. <laughs> See. Uh, men's 3,000 was fast. That's all I really got. Germa, guy's just a stud. 326, meet record. Uh, Borrega, second. Aragawi, third. Elbakali, fourth. Timothy Chariot made his uh, 3K debut and got fifth. Do you think Bacali was like... I'm going to get him on the final curve yeah. when I'm going to have a killer gonna, water jump. And they're like, wait a minute, there's no water. They're stumbling I on can't that close. I can't close on Gurma. <laughs> uh, wins 15. Let's see more Faith Kipiegon. Dominance. How many in a row? 15 in a row for the 1,500-meter queen, including prelims. Yeah, 11 finals. And I, think I some, didn't count some the prelims. I just count the you did it the first time, I think. Yeah, yeah. well, Teji looked like she was going to – Perhaps make a run. I See, got a no, little nervous. No, dude. Like, I was watching that with you. I was sitting right next to you, yeah. and you were freaking out. You're like, oh, oh. I, was I like, didn't want her to lose. There I'm, is zero body language being shown from Kip Yegan that she was going to get passed. I'm, I'm invested the in The imagery Kip- was like, there's no gap closing. This was a made-up fairy tale in your head that she was <laughs> on the verge of losing that race. Man. I'm just saying. I you, just wanted to win every – no. You wanted to create like this doubt. But oh, there was zero doubt. I wanted to be able to say, oh. Yeah. It, there's always one friend in the group when you're watching sports who goes, oh. doesn't oh. matter what the game is. Oh, 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 oh. Home run? No. Interception? Okay. She won 15 in a row. And it wasn't close. It wasn't close. You like to, to my pretend it's close. Gordon Mack. Look, I'm still – I saw that shine. Okay. winning the bet last summer about her dominance. So it's good to see that you've moved over to my side. Well, I don't know. I've never moved over to your side on anything. <laughs> Ever. What else? But I'm have? just saying, like, yeah, she was not close. She was also what, eight years older. Jasmine Camacho Quinn won. The person second. Uh, Winfred Yabby won. The steeple. Paulino got to win in the quarter, 50-51. Oh, let's talk men's four hurdles. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, Rye Benjamin, the story, he gets the win, and it was a smaller margin of victory. Said he had COVID in the lead up to it. But CJ Allen in second really broke out in this race. Got a, got a huge PB. Um, he's be- trying to become a chiro- – like he's in school to become a chiropractor right now. We have an interview up on the website with Allen. 
But this is a huge t- time. Now, in the current era, 47 high isn't what it used to be. But you go back like a decade, and someone running 47.9 in the 400 hurdles was a huge deal. And we almost were forced to look up the stat of the last time Norman lost to an American. I don't even know when it would have been. But but uh, Allen was right on him. Huge. I mean, destroyed second place by you know more than a second. So I thought I thought CJ Allen, a winner who didn't win, like a big big performance for him. That was better than a win probably against. Yeah. Well, I mean against any other race. I mean against Warholm, Benjamin and and Dos Santos, you got to run an all time time to win basically. Um, but I think he'd rather have this than a weaker field than he runs forty eight five. This just showed really what, what this guy's capable of. Yeah, and then you look at the team. I mean, we assume Bassett should be able to get back into form after his last year's performance. Yeah. He gets fifth in this race, so he's the fourth American. It's kind of wild. The fourth American in his race is also the world medalist from last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in a year where that had, you know, arguably the top three people ever to run the event in the world. No, yeah. albeit yeah. Benjamin and... Uh, Warholm were not 100%. Do you but. think this is the Warholm, Benjamin, Dos Santos, and previously Samba effect of just the bar getting raised yeah. constantly? I think so. I mean, yeah, you only try to be as best as your fastest competitor. That's why high school kids are faster now is because with the rise of the internet and transportation and all that stuff, not transportation, but the rise of the internet. <laughs> with the rise of transportation. People used to only try to be as good as the p- top person in your local paper. With the decline of the steamship. <laughs> <laughs> you try to be as good as the top person in your local paper. And then it was like, oh, the paper now covers states wide. You try to be the best in your state. But now that everyone isn't trying to win state anymore, they're all trying to win okay. fastest in the nation. I think now CJ Allen are like, well, we're not trying to – Rod Benjamin is the – Benchmark, you're going to have to get up to that benchmark. Yeah. You're not going to set up for anything less. Trivia question. Yeah. What's CJ's real name? Charles. Wrong. Two more guesses. Uh, CJ's real name. I'll give you $5 if you get it right. Okay. Uh, I'll Venmo it to you. Clifford. Nope. One last guess. Uh, no looking at the chat. Uh, Chadwick. Chadwick? <laughs> you think his real name is Chadwick? I took a shot. I took a shot. What Craig. is it? Craig. Oh, I should have got that. Yeah, you well, give me five bucks. Venmo me five bucks. No, I, I you agreed to it. You no. you you made the you, you said made you'd the give guesses. me five bucks. You don't understand how bets work. Okay, so his old PB forty eight seventeen, and then out of forty seven ninety three. That's big. That's Early big in the t- season too. That's big time stuff from from CJ Allen. Last but not least, men's eight hundred. Your guy, my boy, Mula. Runs a. Disgusting race, 146. <laughs> Come on. What do you mean it's disgusting? It's disgusting. These are the, the best runner, 800-meter runners in the world. Of a how, how many people live in this world? We do this all the time. Five billion? Now we're up to seven. Seven billion? This, this is we have seven started. billion people, and we found the 10 best of them who run the 800, and the best we can get is a 146. David Rudisha is rolling well, we're over. We're almost up to eight billion. Is, eight billion. Yeah. David Rudisha is rolling over in his grave. No, no, he's, he's not a, dead, but he's rolling in over in his retirement grave. Yeah. And he's like, really, boys? Come on. What are we doing here? But well, as well, disgusting as it was, I still love that Mula got the win, and he is going is he, to win the world title. It's going to be career. It's going to be career. He's got a good kick. Career's like not even present. Sawinski went out in 52, and cha- nobody was near him. They didn't care at all. Like, Sawinski, what are you doing? Yeah. We're going on. Three years now of this, basically. I think it's not going to come to an end for a while. 
I think. Even if you don't count 2020, if you just go 21, 22, 23, it's been three years like this. I think it's going to keep going. I think I think the Olympic final is going to be one in 145-2. And again, I'm fine with the, the slow times. It's just that combined with. I'm I mean, not fine with so the slow I, times. I'm fine with the occasional slow times, but I want to see an 800 meter. I want them running 100 meters. Yeah, like it's it's fun, and it sometimes it can be tactical. That's cool. That there's cool tactical races, but it's just there's a ton it's like of parody. watching a hundred meter. It's like like watching Fred Curley run 10 two. Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? And then they got more in them, basically. Is what you're saying? Yeah, they're yeah. just and they purposely are just they're running phenomenal last 200s. They're running world class closing 200s. It's just the, that hasn't changed. The preceding 600. Yeah, the preceding 600 are like, ah, no one cares about this. No one's watching. People are cut to commercial break for this first 600. I don't and think then we'll just, they, think. they all think they're 200 meter runners. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, Eric Swinsky, he's been in the four by one. He's a rabbit. Swinsky's doing his job. Swinsky's Swinsky, trying his best out there. I hope he's, he's not getting. MVP. He shouldn't be getting paid based on everybody else's PBs. He's, he should get paid based on if he checks off the box of going through the 400 at the right time. I, career winning the last couple. Global titles, in a way, has saved, has helped the event because you can at least point to, oh yeah, his twenty nineteen races. Well, no, you can point to where there's some dominance here, and it's yeah, exciting. Okay, like yeah. it's a name that's been established. Without him, there's really nobody there. And you look at all the Diamond League winners; it's all over the place. Like one weekend, it's it's Kenya Mall, then it's Arop, then it's then it's Career, then it's Sajati, Sajati, yeah, exactly. It's just. It, it, it's been very inconsistent, which in, on one hand made it fun last year when we tried to do the prediction contest and nobody, nobody, got it. nobody got even close to getting the podium. But on the other hand, yeah, it's just a real mess post-Brazier dominance. Yep. Real mess. All right. That's it for Diamond League. Next one is in a couple weeks. Right? Well, we have uh, that's a good one. Nairobi, not a Diamond League, but Continental Tour, live on Flow Track. Yeah. Uh, that's this weekend. Yeah, on Saturday, and they've announced some of the names already. You're probably going to get Fraser Price in the 100, Richardson in the 200, Kenny Bednarik is running as well, 20 Shateri. So it should be really good. The opening Continental Tour in Botswana was was a solid meet, top to bottom. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some fast times in the sprints because they're going to be running at altitude. So keep an eye on those. And then on the distance side of things, because it's in Kenya, the field should be really good. Times on the distance side, whatever, throw them out. Just watch the competition. It's going to be really good with all the big names. All right. Next. Track Fest. Track Fest. Track Fest in LA. LA. I think it was on Mount Sac. Mount Sac, yeah. It was. I've never been to Have you been to Mount Sac? What do you think about the name Track Fest? Well, is this a sound running thing? Yeah. Okay. So before it was like the track meet, then the 10. It was was the. Very literal. Yeah. So like. I like this more than those ones. I'll give it seven out of ten. Trackfest. Trackfest. Yeah, it's it's still short, but you know what it is. The ten. If you walked up to people on the street and said, "Hey, are you going to the ten tonight?" They would not understand. They would not. Even if you said the ten k, they'd be like, "What? What? What is that?" <laughs> Most people just don't know track terminology. Right. And the ten, even for track people. Why is it called Trackfest and not Track Festival? Mm, shorter, I think. Say some characters. It's yeah. good for headline SEO stuff, maybe. Well, you want more characters for <laughs> more SEO? I don't know. You're the SEO king here. That was a joke. That was a joke. Uh, I think we should talk about the women's 5,000. Okay, let's start there. Pull up the women's 5,000 if you could, Nico. Can you get that one up there? That's not it. That's the B heat 
want the A heat, fast heat, women's 5,000. See if you can find it. It's at the bottom. It'll be at the bottom. It'll be the good stuff. Shout out to Nico, by the way, producing. Okay, there it is. Josette Andrews, 1443. 1443 for her. Wins it by over four seconds. Brea in second, Galvan third, Enfield fourth, Hennis in fifth, Courtney Bright in sixth, and then down in seventh, Caitlin Tui. 15.03 breaks the outdoor collegiate record. Yeah, outdoor collegiate record, just short of the indoor collegiate record, which is 15.01 held by the same person, Jenny Simpson. Jenny Simpson ran 15.07. Uh, now, Caitlin Tui was probably eyeing sub 15. Uh, looking at the way she closed, she kind of, she kind of didn't close as fast as probably she wanted to. She ran 112 as for her final 400. Uh, she was at 13.51 with one lap to go, runs 112. Some of her competitors were running 110, 108s, uh, and then obviously Josette Andrews ran 104 in her final. That's a close. That is a for close. comparison. <laughs> but very impressive for Caitlin Tui. She came out there to try to get the collegiate record. It's kind of hard to say you're going to try to break the collegiate record and then actually do it. Yeah. She does it. It wasn't close. She beats it by four seconds. Probably – even wanted a higher goal, breaking 15. But then I think about this. Caitlin Tui is doing an unusual, like, season, outdoor season. And the reason why is because there's really no competition for her at the NCAA level. She's going to win whatever event she enters. She's already broken the mile record, the 3K record, right? Mm -hmm. Now the 5K record. She won indoors, 3 and 5. Yeah. Whatever she runs, outdoors, 15 or 5K or both, she'll win. I don't see anyone really challenging her. At either event she's been great she's been so so because she knows like all right there's nothing for me to prove at the ncaa level her next thing to prove is to prove it at the u.s level yeah and you look at this uh one two three it's melissa courtney bryant is she american i don't think so but no right you checking Double checking checking so one two three she was the fourth american british. she's british okay she was the fourth american here but there are also some other americans that are going to be in the mix the 5k oh of course yeah so when you see this result what does it make you evaluate caitlin Tui's chances of making the u.s team in year one of really going for it I mean, it didn't change my opinion on it it's going to be a huge challenge because yeah. right now the U.S. 5,000 and 10,000 teams are really hard to make. Correct. So Andrews runs number six U.S. all time. Everybody in front of her is from this era. Now, some of them aren't competing at, at, a, at a super high level um, anymore. But like Schweizer's run 1426. Alicia Monson's run 1431. Like, yeah. I mean, even going back, number seven behind her is Shalane Flanagan. So it's just this era is really, really good. Now, it's, I don't think it's going to be a 14... 26, 14, 30, 40 race. type race at, at USA's. It'll be a different type of race. Does that, does that play more to her strength, especially as she's getting faster and faster in the 1500? I'm not sure, but it's going to be, it's going to be a huge challenge for her. Different year, maybe five, 10 years ago, like putting down this mark, perhaps you'd be like more confident, but right now, I, I think it's still going to be it's still going to be an Uphill absolute climb. battle. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like look at what look at what Andrews did. Like that's like a phenomenal mark. Fourteen forty three. I mean the closing in sixty four. Yeah, that's and again, and, yeah, and, and and again a few years ago, you know the Bowerman group with Houlihan and Schweizer's twenty three and twenty six, and and we know what Safanasan and and Gaudet and O'Beary and and 
Baba and those type of people. Like we know what they're capable of in terms of a 5,000. So we're like, oh yeah, 14, 1420s are fast, but then there's a whole other level. But now there's just like levels upon levels upon levels here. And I think, I think she, she can make the team. Like it's not this year. Yeah, she could. It's not outside the realm possibility. Cause she's still thinking long-term and she's still got a couple months and I'm not going to count her out. But I think you could see her at anywhere from like three to eight right now in the, in the finals, a lot of it just depends on who's healthy, who's running the five versus the ten, who's doing the double. Um, I see her more in the five to eight range. Five to eight range. Three to eight. Yeah, and again, that's that's a credit to how good the field is. Also, a lot of respect, and we already knew this record was amazing, but Jenny Simpson's mark lasts a long time. It lasts a long, long, long time, and she still has the indoor one, fifteen oh one. Just we forget sometimes. Was the one that she broke? Did she run that at Peyton? That the one at so. Peyton? Yeah. It was just completely solo, too, from the gun. Just yeah. went for it. Yeah. <laughs> that was remarkable. If you haven't seen that race, go back and watch it. My answer is, what's the outdoor 1500 record? Uh, didn't, didn't Schweizer get that? No. Schweizer got let's, let's look that she up. She had Schweizer's mile record from indoors. Collegiate absolute women. I don't think she's going to be going around chasing records, though. Well, I'm just saying that's the one last, like, she could, if she could get mile 3K, outdoor 15, outdoor 5K. Well, you know what she could definitely get. Okay, so it's Jenny Simpson, 359. Yeah, that's not, that's not going to broke. Yeah, Jenny Simpson was amazing. She 359? Yeah, that was a pre, right? Was that, like, oh. end of May? Yeah, well, yeah. no, it's June 7th. Did she run that? What year? What year? 2009. I think that was a pre. I'll look at that. <laughs> that's insane. She runs 359. The next fastest time is 405. Jenny Simpson ran three fifty nine in college. Oh, not that was, she steepled that year. That's insane. She steepled that year. That's just stupid. She was on another level completely, and I know that term is overused, but uh, one mile, yeah, pre classic. Oh, okay. She got second in that race. Oh, it was in route to a mile. No. Yeah, June seventh. Yeah, fifteen right. Oh, it was a fifteen Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at fifteen hundred. Who said mile? I'm sorry. Sorry. Confused me, man. My bad. My bad. Okay, what were we talking about before? Jenny Simpson's awesome. <laughs> Caitlin Tree's really fast. Jocelyn Andrews. Yeah, it's just like she, someone runs a fourteen forty three. Like, yeah, it's pretty she's much. She's never made a team yet, right? Yeah, that. But that's this, the, this is the year. That's sort of like the the performance you expect like when all those names are on that start list, and you know it's going to be pri- like the priority is going to be a quick time. You're like, okay, yeah, someone's going to run the fourteen fourteen forties, and that's what that's what happens. But right now, I would say, what top three you'd have. Monson, Monson's one. Andrews, and then you'd have Cranny probably. Or Schweizer. Or Schweizer, like one of the two women from Bowerman. Yeah, it could be it. All right. Next topic. We're killing the transitions here. We just get quiet and we just well, you do, don't you do, make any noise. And then we're like, that, yeah. next topic. I think Nico's piping in music underneath. Uh, Cooper Tier beat Morgan Beetlescum. Boring race. Close. Wow. I mean, come on. They ran 13-12. I'm, I'm sorry, but it doesn't deserve to be react, re- reacted to. How about Robert Heppenstall, 1500, 336? Don't care about that. Keep he, going. I'll tell you what I actually care Woody about. Woody Kincaid? I'll wait till you tell about what I care about. Women's 1500? No, don't care about. Let's see. Men's steeple? Nope. Actually, uh, that was good. That was good. Got you. Men's steeple was good. Kenneth Rooks. Bro. <laughs> What's up, Kenneth Rooks? 1817. Beat Hillary Bohr. Yeah. 817. Beat Hillary Bohr by three seconds. But you want to talk about Beamish. I do want to talk about Beamish. He's he's doing you a said clash. last time he could win a medal in the steeple because his 3K was fast, not knowing that Germa and Wally were 3K runners. I know. 
I screw that one up a bit. But George Beamish is figuring out the steeple. Here's the thing, though. He is figuring out. He's still only around 820, though. Like, if you want to be a medalist, you need to be running sub-8 slash 802 range. So he's still a whole new tier of, like... You think... So? I don't think you need to be sub-8, especially if they do a sitting... Dude, you need to be sub do you remember how shape. S- you remember how slow Eugene was? That would have been perfect for Jordy Beamish. Yeah, for sure. He'd have been in 13th place in a 12-man field with 300 to go because they were jogging. And then, and then he, just boom. Yeah, yeah. we would have won. I'm just saying, like, we need Beamish to run a eight sub-810 for me to start really considering him as, as a potential contender. Because that changes from the last time you talked, which is you already had him as a potential I know. contender. Well, and he you know, run 840 or whatever you're running. Sometimes I contradict at, myself, and I'm self-aware of that. What do you run at Mets? You run like 840-something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Jordy Beamish, 820, very impressive. Kenneth Rooks, 817. But I would say he's not the NCAA favorite. Duncan Hamilton? Duncan Hamilton's the NCAA favorite. You know what Duncan Hamilton did this past weekend, Kevin? I don't. Well, I'm going to tell Fill you what he in. did. Duncan Hamilton, in classic Hamilton's, where's Hamilton from? Alexander or Duncan? <laughs> uh, Duncan. Montana, right? yeah. yeah. And what what do they do in Montana? Uh, they big, run at altitude. Big, big sky. They yeah. run at altitude. Yeah. Okay. okay. So he was at five thousand feet in Bozeman, and he ran three forty one, which okay. converts to three thirty six. Okay. You tell me you didn't derail this entire breakdown to talk about an altitude conversion. I. You did. Okay. No, 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 no. Hold I, on. Hold on. Hold on. You got yes. Seconds. Yes and no. This is like I got to bring back sixty seconds of Sixers for you. <laughs> well, no, what I'm saying is Duncan Hamilton, low key, I think, mm. is ready to like light off a really fast steeple at NCAA's. He's gonna beat Kenneth Brooks, and if I think he's better than Kenneth Brooks, that means I think Duncan Hamilton would have won this race. And if I think Duncan Hamilton would have won this race, I believe Duncan Hamilton will win USA's. Is that right? Yes. That's quite the stretch. Duncan Hamilton will win USS. Handshake I'm it. I'm not betting. Handshake it. Handshake it. It's crazy because he's British. Is he British? Just kidding. He's not fucking. <laughs> I got dude, it. dude. I was like, no, you I... can't cuss on the stream. I can. It's we're past five minutes in. We're good. Man, you can't do that. A Hold fun on. game to play with, folks. <laughs> Gordon. Uh, uh, does, if you ever see Gordon in real life, I believe you for half a second. Because he's he knows he doesn't actually check. Well, I knew I and he's still Duncan mad about. And he's like, "Hello." Uh, he's still mad about Charles Hicks. Duncan Hamilton does sound like a British name. I know it'll only work sparingly, but if you see Gordon at a meet out there, ask him about a particular athlete, and then say, "Yeah, it's crazy. They're British." No, I'm telling you, man, he's got speed. Okay, I get it. Let's move on, though. I get it. We didn't move on. I'm telling you, this guy is going to win the USA's. That's the take. Yeah, I know, but we're not. Do- we're still doing. The take is we watched a race with a bunch of U.S. athletes, and my reaction we're talking was about a, there's this guy in Bozeman who's actually going to win it. That's fine. I, I believe you. Okay. I was preparing we're all going- night for that take, and you're just like, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'll take the field. You want me to five dollars? Uh, I'll take the field. No, that's unfair. Okay. You don't believe in him then? That's I fine. do believe in him. Uh, women's steeple was actually pretty good. Chrissy Gear, 9-23, beat Courtney Weymouth and Alicia Konyacek. So watch out for Gear. Women's steeple might be in a little bit of a, a flux this year for so long. It was like a lock, top three. a lock of all locks. So those top three, that might be shifting a bit. Um, or top two, really. And then we have some B sections. I, Centro was third in the B section, ran 340. Not going to get excited about it. And then there was... And then you haven't done it yet. What? What I miss? In the men's section two of the 5K, Connor Burns, future 
Oregon Duck, I believe, mm-hmm. breaks Galen Rupp's high school 5K record. 1337.3. Amazing accomplishment. Great run. High school 5,000 marks, though, have always been like... Yeah, okay. but it's Galen Rupp's sure. 5,000 no, yeah. mark. It's yeah. not some schmoby Pody who no one heard of. What does that even mean? Okay. Yeah, it was a good... It's a legit mark. No, I'm not saying it's not a legit mark. And so, so then you need to react in a more like... That's whoa. impressive. Yeah, no. Whoa, you need no, a no, woo. No, it's, it's... I need a woo from you. It's incredibly impressive. Uh, congrats to him. You're walking it back now. It's incredibly impressive. No, no, it's impressive. I, just, I don't know what to do with the 5K all-time high school list because they don't run it. Like, it what you do is you needs. look at who owns the record and you look at yeah. it, one of the probably greatest yeah. American distance runners of our lifetime. And you say like, wow, Fair. that's impressive. Connor Burns, who I, you probably never heard I, of. What do you mean I heard of him? N- tell me one other thing about him. He broke four, didn't he? He was one of the 432 kids to break four. Connor Burns broke four. Oh, man. Gordon. Did he break four? I'm checking. Out. You don't even know. You don't even know. Well, did you know he was going to Oregon? He's from Missouri, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Mr. looked it up. No, it's his dad's the Missouri coach. Yeah. Right? Are we? Yes? What, what, what was it? What's his mile PR? His mile PR is 359. Indoors. So what have I not gotten correct? No, he ran three fifty eight outdoors. So he's broken four twice because that's what high school kids do these now. They they break it multiple, multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. Um, I guess, I, wait, is his? Oh, his dad's not the coach anymore. Former Missouri, but he coached Schweizer. Yeah, no, no. What, so I, I knew this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what the point I'm trying to get to is like I don't think people saw this coming. We knew he was good. I don't think we thought Galen Rupp's record was going to go down because I think a lot of us were putting kind of Galen Rupp's record on watch by the the young twins. Lex and Leo, right? And so seeing Connor Burns do it, you're like, whoa. Like, I don't know. You... I'm not on the same group chats as you, I guess. So I was not, I did not, I wasn't keeping tabs on the high school 5,000 record. I wasn't I got to be honest. I, I wasn't back. either. I honest, yeah. But I was after it happened. And after it happened, I was kind of surprised. And I was like, whoa, okay. Connor Burns. Didn't see that coming. And it's kind of cool. The Oregon guy going in and gonna walk into eugene's campus do you think like, he'll still have galen it? who oh yeah i ran yeah, you, you probably shouldn't do that that's a little <laughs> bit of advice see, see why is galen's face on that locker room you know what he's the second fastest high school do you think he'll time? still have it by the time he gets on campus no <laughs> i think i think he'll get broken. if you got all if you have an arcadia type setup with all the best high school kids and and you have a pacer in the 5000 what do you think the record would be 1329 so you think high school could go sub 1330 now yeah me too. But congrats to him. Not taking anything away from the performance. All right, final meet. Atlanta Games. Atlanta City Question. All right, games. so this is a track meet that was on the middle of a field. Not field. No, a courtyard. Centennial Park. Centennial Park. What is it? I, I played flag football in that park. Yeah, it's a park. I never watched a track meet. Center and of it, the it's, city. It, the thing that was, all right, watching it online was good because the camera angles were there. Yeah. But if you're there. Yeah, they go boom. This is probably the worst spectator event you could ever be at. Because you can't tell whoever – everyone wants to just be at the finish. Yeah. And if you're at the finish, you don't get to see the race. You're just seeing blobs come towards you. So you're never seeing, like, winning and losing. So you either get, like, a TikTok's length of a track meet and seeing them just go across the finish line. Yeah. Or you get a little bit more, but you don't see who won because you're like, oh, who won that angle? It's like going to a tennis match, but there's no return of serve. Every time it's just like that. Yeah. You got to start over. I just felt like that's it's always, a great setup and mindset, but like, 
viewership wise on the ground is not the best experience. That's always no been the stand. pushback. Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, I think they do have some elevated stance, but not the whole way. And then they just you don't see. Well, this no, they elevated the thing, and people were like standing next to it, like this, like yeah. looking up, like yeah. who won? Yeah. It's like on the front it, row of a stage. These things are always billed as great in-person stuff, but I almost think it's better when you're watching at home because yeah. it looks cool, especially these hybrid road track. Like the 600, yeah, was kind of cool because you're just watching Aji Wilson fly around these corners, you know, run through the city basically, and then the last 150 she hops on the track and then finishes. And I've always appreciated those visuals because for some reason when they're running on the track and they have more space, you get that side angle, you get a better appreciation of just just like how fast they're running, and that ad- that adds a different dynamic, which which I appreciate, but. Yeah, I'm with you. In person, it's just tough because I just felt bad. I was like, the benefit of the the benefit of having an oval in front of you is they always come back around. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I guess it's like watching a marathon in person too, right? You only get to see them go by. Ooh. Well, usually, if it's trials or Olympics, it's multiple loops. True. So a little different. Lyle's got the win. Let's talk about that 150. This was set up for him just because 150 is probably a perfect distance when you look at how, how good he is. Uh, I think it's 177 is okay. his perfect distance. 177. So this was closer to his perfect distance yeah, than, for than sure. 100 was. 1456, third best time in history. Knighton, 1485. Omanyala got out quick, but he got caught towards the end. I mean, you're not going to you're not gonna hold off Noah Lyles. That's just, that's just going to be too tall of a task. I mean, I have no reaction to it. It's a 150. It means nothing to me. Yeah. yeah, no one's ever been like, man, you know when they turn their season around? That street meet 150. Yeah. That's what I really – it's just so hard to deal to, with these abstract numbers. Although, I mean, the Holloway race was interesting, high early, because he goes 13.01, which is the world lead. Um, but second was Robert Dunning. 13.09. Yeah, I think that's the, the one performance that we take away. You know, another situation, another runner-up performance by some, a man in the hurdles for the United States, C.J. Allen in Doha, and now, now Robert Dunning, which is, is, is mighty impressive for him. Alabama guy, Dunning. Um, and I think I mean, Holloway looked great. It, it was just hard to tell how fast they were going because it was such a unorthodox setup. Yeah. It's just like, wait, oh, man, he ran 13.09. And then by the end... Dunning had had closed the gap considerably, so yeah, thirteen oh nine is it's going to put you in the mix. I mean, it's going to be tough with Trey and Devin and Grant. We'll talk a little bit about the women's hundred. Women's hundred, yeah, women's hundred. Aaliyah Hobbs got the win. She should have gotten the win because the competition wasn't as steep. I mean, Briscoe's good and all, but it was Hobbs for the win. But look at Hobbs' start time, her reaction time, reaction time point two three seven. Compared to everyone else who's in the point one sevens. Yeah. What was Hobbs doing in that starting blocks? <laughs> was she was she taking a good old time? Be like, oh that's, but that's yeah, it's not that much time. It's the difference of point oh six. That's a lot of time in track time. Come point on, man. Oh. It's like dog years. You have track reaction time years yeah. and dog years and normal years. Yeah. That's okay. a that's a century. Could get her down to ten nine. That's I, at least a Game of Thrones season four. I like it though. If you win, it's cool because then you think you could go even faster yeah. if you weren't. Uh, she still sub eleven with yeah. it. I mean, sub eleven with a point two three reaction time. One would argue that may be the fastest sub eleven with that slow of a reaction time in the history of track. <laughs> I don't know how you could look that up. I don't know where that stat would Let's be the, saved. 
but that is a slow ass reaction time for a sub 11 performance. One, two, three. So Which she was 0.172 in the first round. Yeah. So I think it was just a outlier. Yeah, it, it was an outlier. That's what I'm. Well, she ran 10.93 too in the in the prelim, so it did help. 1.2 wind, and then a plus 0.2 in the final. All right. Well, I, I want to talk about the men's hundred though. Okay, let's do that. Oblique Seville another win. 9.99. Some uh, Benny. 1001 though. Yeah, he's close. And Hughes 1001. They the Sabeni and Hughes also showed like, hey, we're still we're still there. Yeah, those those guys are all finalists at Worlds. Like they, they have the potential to all be finalists at Worlds, but they've made World Championship finals and Olympic finals, so that's not a not a surprise at all. Yeah, the gap. Where does the gap exist right now in the men's hundred? Is it Curly and then a gap, and then everyone else? Is it Cur- like Curly and Bromel? Is it? Like wait, Dude, it's just hard to separate them into groups. We just don't know. I think it's too early to make gaps in the hundred. I think we need to wait till end of May to to make our oh, gap Mala, Like where is he? It just doesn't seem like there's much. One to ten, there's not a lot of daylight. Because if I think Seville right now, no worse than top four in the world. That's what it was in Worlds last year. But if Sambini and Hughes are only point oh one, I know it's only one race. But if they're that close to him, this is just it's getting really deep. We're trying to split a zero. Well. Getting into the finals is going to be really hard at Worlds. Four Americans plus Seville, Blake, Sabine. He, I mean, the, I'm going to leave somebody out. But yeah, exactly. There's going to be there's gonna be a bunch of people. Let's try to let's, – let's say who we are. Okay, so four, we're going to say four Americans? I think four Americans. Will make okay, it. so then Seville's five, right? Six is – I think Akeem Blake's going to make it. Akeem Blake is six. I think Omanyal is going to make it. That's seven. And then they have Simbine, Hughes. Yeah. You have the other like uh, Terrence Jones and mm-hmm. the is is uh, the high school kid. Sam Asinga. Asinga. Yeah. Like there's. I'm pulling up the list right. Running now. out of lanes. It's, is it a nine lane final or is it an eight <laughs> lane final? Was it? It's eight. You need ten or eleven. Yeah. Uh, Fanbele. Fanbele. And Krume. Yeah, this is tough. I would say I'd probably. I'll, I'm going to still throw DeGrasse in there. DeGrasse is not making the 100 meter final. I think he's going to make it. And I think. Bro. I'm going to put Fonbele in there. Bro, I get it. DeGrasse shows up when it counts, but like he's not showing up. He you, asked me, you asked me who my eight were. That's DeGrasse my eight. is not making the 100 so meter write, final. Write it down. Write it down. You have it all? I'll make a bet with you that DeGrasse doesn't make the 100 meter final. He's going to make the 100 meter final. Bet no, me. I want to bet on all eight. Who's eight's better? You won't because you're scared. It's okay. I'm not scared. I just know DeGrasse isn't making the 100 meter final. He's gonna make the 100 meter final. He's gonna win the Canadian four by one again. That's what's gonna happen. That'd be. They go. Canada goes back to back. That'd be huge. That'd be actually pretty. That'd be pretty crazy. Back to back for Canada in this era. Pretty awesome. That's why you asked me what my eight was. That's I my did. Eight. I'm just upset they picked DeGrasse. You don't have an eight. That's okay. You, you chose DeGrasse over the Olympic champion. Yeah. You're not picking the Olympic champion in the no, top not. eight either. So stop. Starting problems, causing problems over there, Gordon. I'll I'll tell you my eight later on. I'll wait till the end of May. on next pod next no, Monday. End of May, end of May pod. End of May. Yeah, way after another diamond. How is that fair? I don't make the rules. Actually, I think there's a there's a world where four Americans don't make it. I think actually. Yeah, there's definitely a strong world there. As strong as the world. Pretty strong. This is before transportation <laughs> evolved to where it is today. Because that's why people are running faster, guys. I mean, people are running faster because it's, it's easier to get on a plane. It's Yeah. First class, your legs probably have more circulation, yeah. so you're able to be more recovered when you go run your times. We are so 
far advanced in terms of transportation compared to where we were. What do we compare this like, to? What's your if, if Jesse Owens got to fly first class to the Olympics, he's definitely running you know at they least took point, a, point 0.1 seconds faster. You know the story about that, right? What? To go to Berlin, they had, they're on a boat. Oh, really? Yeah, and they all, a lot of them gained, like, weight because they couldn't, like, exercise and they were just eating food on the boat. And some of them, so, like, they had to, like, work out on the ship, like, as they were going from oh, wow. the East Coast over to, to, to Germany. But I didn't know you were comparing it to 100 years ago. I thought you were comparing it to 20 years ago when planes doing, definitely existed. I was doing both, man. Well, you know. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Gordon's got to take. Planes didn't exist. <laughs> no, they existed, but you got to assume transportation. It's easier for high school kids. To, more high school kids are flying in 2023 than were flying in 1990. That's a fact. Just in general or I to remember meets? when I was a kid growing up, going on a plane was a huge deal. You're like, whoa, I'm on a plane. This is wild. My yeah. parents let me go on a plane. Yeah. But I feel like now these kids go on planes all the time. No, I think it depends who you're talking to. I think it is a big deal for some. The difference was there weren't all-star meets set up exactly. to fly to. It's not the fact that the plane is, is in existence, man. It's the fact of where they're going when they get off the plane. <laughs> yeah, but you need a plane to get there. No, I think the bigger thing – you had it right before is the, the, the internet – Right, you know about everybody, so but we the can set up the race. Not as not as sophisticated. Yeah, right now. planes existed, but not as the planes no, are the much plane more high tech. They have Wi Fi on it stop. now. They have that has nothing to do with why there's these they meets first are set class. Up. I got the results. First class select. No, you're able to see all the results, all the workouts, all everything. So you can set up these matchups. And yeah, you, you can, can now contract the flights. You can see where they're going. You, you, People are seeing like the landing times. Estimated time of arrival was not a thing in 1990. You just assumed you would get there eventually. So it all started with Tom Hanks starring in The Terminal, is what you're saying? Yes. 2003, great film. Did you really? Wow. Is that when it came out? I mean, you should have just stuck with it, I believe. The you. Terminal, 2003? Oh, 2004. Ah, mm. oh, dang it. I was off by one. Off by one. That was a good, close enough guess, though. It's not, yeah, it's not the plane technology. But it's also not not. <laughs> it's definitely not at all. Do you have anything else you want to say? That's it. Hell of, hell of a weekend of track. Someone says Gordon is disrespecting DeGrasse. Man, not I'm surprised. Not, Gordon is American after all. DeGrasse is Canadian. No surprise at all. But I'm not. I'm saying he's going to make the, the final. If you show me a DeGrasse race all in 2023, that oh, makes you think matter. he's going matter. to be matter. one of the eight fastest uh, – Eight, eight fastest. Tell me you don't hundred meter runners. Tell me you August. know nothing about track without telling me you know nothing about track. You, he'll be fine. Uh, he'll be fine. Um, Andre DeGrasse. We're gonna bring this up. Sorry, I, I can't. I get it. He has phenomenal career and phenomenal pedigree. He was really great in 2015 and 2019 and certain other years. Keep going, and a lot of the years. But last year he was not great. He was, uh, on, he was just the anchor of a four by one that had the lead. How'd that go? Oh, they didn't have the lead. Did they? Or he held off. I mean, he was he ran a better anchor leg than Bracey did. Bracey medaled in the hundred. This is what he's done. Yeah, I don't care. He's, he's run ten twenty one for fifth place at the Tom Jones Memorial, twenty point four for seventh place at Botswana, yeah. twenty point three for don't sixth care. place at the Diamond League. He's only won one race. You know what race he's won? Doesn't matter. The Pepsi Florida Relays four by one. Because that's what he's good at. He's good at the relay. No, he's not. He doesn't have a baton in his hand. He ain't no. If if he runs he's the fine. prelims and the semis with a baton in his hand, yes, he'll make the top eight. <laughs> but if he's running with no baton in his hand, he's not making the top eight. He's gonna make the top eight. I'm gonna go. He needs to get a tattoo of a baton on his wrist <laughs> if he wants to make the top. I mean, eight. that'd be 
wouldn't be a hard thing to get. Last team. year, what was his best time last year? He hasn't broken ten. I could be fine. He hasn't broken 20, ten since August of twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, but that's his thing. He doesn't even. He hasn't run, broken ten in two years, man. He doesn't run. But that's the thing. He never runs the fast times, but he's there when it counts. No, so. he's not there when it counts. He ran ten twenty one at Worlds. He literally won the Olympics in the two hundred. That's twenty twenty one, man. It's, yeah, it's only two years ago. That's a long time. It's not that long ago. Think about the person you were two years ago. Exactly. The same not as the I same am now. All right, we gotta go. Not the same. I'm right. a different man. I'm picking him. You're picking him. I'm not picking him. I'm picking him to make the final. Yeah. He's going to make the final. He's not making the final. You never gave me your eight, so it's not like you're making... Well, my eight is anyone not named Andre DeGrasse. That's silly. Come on, stop. Name your eight. Okay, I'll name my eight. You won't do it. I will do it. Should I do it on the next pod? I want to feel more prepared. Okay, fine. I'll do it on the next pod. Remind me to do it on the next pod, and I'll name my eight. I'll, right. And I'll be right. I'll go eight for eight. Next pod, next Monday, by the way. Yeah, Monday. Monday. Monday's only now. I'll go uh, eight for eight. <laughs> yeah. Watch Gordon get a bunch of stuff wrong. No, I'm going to go eight for eight. Okay. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Blow Check Podcast. Thanks to Nico for producing. We'll talk to you guys next week. Go Sixers.